Welcome to the IVF Before and After podcast, where we will talk about the emotional roller coaster journey we are about to embark on. Tune in to a series of podcasts on stories and tips to help you feel you are not alone on your fertility or parenting journey. We will openly discuss success and failure. We will attempt to pick you up when you are down and celebrate when your head's in the clouds. Kay Dempsey is your host. You can't wait to get started finding your way through IVF and parenting journey. Welcome back to Podcast 10. Thank you for joining me. What am I going to talk about today? So today is the little bit of history. It's the first IVF baby was born in 1978. Steptoe and Edwards. So it was a collaboration between the scientist Robert Edwards and Patrick Steptoe the gynaecologist, that ultimately led to the momentous event, the first baby being born in July 1978, 40 years ago, a baby girl. It was Louise Brown. So Louise, if you're listening, happy birthday. Congratulations. So the little bit of history is Louise Brown came into the world on the 25th of July in 1978. Her birth was a landmark. She was known as the first test tube baby, the first child born as a result of IVF. The technique which was developed by two British researchers, which was gynaecologist Patrick Steptoe from 1913 to 1988 and scientist Robert Edwards, 1925-2013. Over the last 40 years, over 6 million births worldwide through IVF. Both Steptoe and Edwards both received criticism that they were meddling with nature. However, the process spread and IVF rapidly increased. Both Steptoe and Edwards received numerous awards, one in particular that Robert Edwards was awarded the 2010 Nobel Prize for the Development of IVF. This was the start of the British and worldwide happiness of infertile people along with the bright future for the British science and industry. If you think back to the 1960s and 70s, this investigation would have been controversial and would have had raging opinions on technology and on the concerns for human relationships with nature, God and with each other. Steptoe and Edwards both were under scrutiny. In 1978, for Steptoe and Edwards, but more so for Leslie and John Brown, the overwhelming positive story of happiness for the couple and success of the developers. The amazing birth was a triumph for Steptoe and Edwards for pioneering a method of fertilisation of human egg cells outside the womb. Steptoe never gave up, albeit there was money setbacks along the way, but he refused to be a failure. Steptoe was quoted to have said, What I want to do is to help mothers whose child-producing mechanism is slightly faulty. 
This was in the Daily Express on the 11th of July 1978. Fertility treatment after that was restricted to those that could and were willing to undergo the treatment. The pay for it was a costly £3,000 per treatment. The average annual salary then was only £6,000. Across the world, within the two years of that, only 15 processes had taken place. The IVF process then was for women to stay at the clinic and every three hours produce a urine sample for the team to monitor their hormone levels. When the hormone indicated ovulation, the eggs were to be collected exactly 26 hours later. This meant that the harvesting of the eggs happened throughout the day or even throughout the night. So after transfer, the women had to crouch forward with their bottoms in the air for an hour or two as it was felt that gravity might increase the chances of implementation. Today, freezing allows for the spare embryos to be stored for future use and with ICSI, where sperm is injected directly into the eggs, has meant that male fertility problems can be treated too. Donor egg and sperm and embryos can all be used to help couples with more complex fertility problems and the multiple birth rate which has the biggest health risk from IVF, is actually now decreasing. So in the last 40 years, IVF has become a money-making business with hundreds plus centres offering treatment. The NHS treatment is a postcode lottery. Infertility is a devastating medical condition and the emotional impact exasperated when you can't access the treatment. So where will we be in another 40 years? In an article in The Guardian, the director of IVF unit at Guy St Thomas suggested that ongoing stem cell research is an area to watch. IVF has evolved, but it's near its limit, unless medicine can actually create an eggs gametes from stem cells, sperm from men's skin cells, or egg from a woman's hair. That all sounds futuristic. It's worthwhile remembering that's just what many people thought about Steptoe and Edwards for their IVF 40 years ago. Louise's own birth was a landmark that changed the face of reproductive medicine but it was the tenacity of Steptoe and Edwards and the courage of their patients that so many parents today have to thank for their families. Note that the Brown family grew with a sister Natalie for Louise, who was conceived through IVF. Natalie was the first human born after conception by IVF to give birth herself without IVF. Pause for a moment. And I think we have to thank Steptoe and Edwards for their vision and for never giving up. And for every other medical profession that's coming now in the future, things are going to change. We're not going to be the same. 
to Louise, as I said, if you're listening. Happy birthday. And a big thank you to all the other couples that went through this process. That we were so lucky to be able to actually have the facilities that we can actually go to a clinic and start a fertility treatment. Thank you for listening. As I always say, dreams can come true. Speak soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to IVF Before and After on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Head over to the Facebook community page, IVF Before and After, or to the website, www.ivfbeforeandafter.com, for fantastic free stuff.